Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome back to the latest episode of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. I will again be speaking today on breathing. Getting back to that topic, important as it is, this time I won't be speaking about how to breathe or the importance of getting oxygen into the squishy bits in our abdomen when we breathe. But rather, I'll be speaking about its importance in the integration of the physical and spiritual realms, which, after all, is a big part of this podcast. We now know the importance of the solar plexus and our diaphragm in our ability to breathe. Anyone who's been uh, hit in the solar plexus with a, a ball or something or a punch knows the importance of it. And we know the importance of the nerves all going through there, though you may not have known that at the time. Impact that that had on the nerves in the solar plexus of the sympathetic nervous system, the nervous system that controls the fight, flight, or freeze response. The ancients referred to it as the solar plexus because of the branches of this network, this network of nerves, looks like rays of the sun. It's also considered a chakra point. In uh, Hindu thinking, it's a wheel of energy, the word chakra. In Tibetan Buddhism, it's said to correspond with various feelings, personal power, or spiritual growth, or fear and anxiety. And as I said last week, if we breathe shallowly, if there's something not working at its best in our diaphragm, in our solar plexus, then it is likely that we will be breathing shallowly and bringing on feelings of fear and anxiety. On the other hand, if we are breathing deeply, we are more likely to feel confident. And if we are following our uh, Grandma's advice, we're standing up straight and tall and looking confident, feeling confident. So that will be a feeling of personal power, feeling good about ourselves, having self-confidence in control of my life. So the ancient peoples and philosophies had it right. This is a key point in our body for these sort of emotions. And we know that our emotional state is contingent upon our nervous system and the input that we're getting from our body into our brain and the feedback that our brain gets about our posture, our position. There's even a Buddhist practice to unblock your chakra by doing an exercise of your diaphragm. So I don't care if your reason to try this is 
to balance your chakras or to strengthen your diaphragm. In future episodes, I'll be showing some exercises that can do just that. Modern society seems to have forgotten some of these key details that the ancients already knew. The brain is listening to the body, and if there's something that's not working right, then this can be the body telling yourself that you're focusing on the wrong things. Sort of like a soldier asking his commander, permission to speak freely, sir. Well, maybe your internal organs are asking your brain to speak freely. They want to be able to speak freely, something that's amiss. Not only is our breathing key to having a healthy mind, being able to snap out of the fight-or-flight-freeze response and into a creative part of our brain. It is also key to the proper functioning of our abdominal, internal organs. And good breathing is key also to our spiritual life. You may have heard of the word ruah in Hebrew from the Old Testament. Now it's interesting what this word means. It is the word for Holy Spirit. It's a word for our own spirit. The word used for wind. And also our breath. So we may think of it this way. That as we breathe in, we are breathing in Holy Spirit. Now you may think the Hebrew language is too general. English has several different words for each of those things I just mentioned, not just the one. On the other hand, we have one word, love, that in New Testament Greek is the word agape, phileo, eros, storge. Four different words for love, which can cause us confusion in trying to understand scripture and trying to understand with the limitation of our language what God has been trying to tell us in how to love, how he loves us, how we love him, how we love others in the great two commandments. Or perhaps we should be thinking more as the ancient Jews did. Perhaps there was a good reason for having the same word for these different concepts of wind and nature and God the Spirit and our breath, that we are one with creation. That as new creations in Christ, we are one with God. And so maybe it is necessary to consider these things all as the same thing. As we breathe in, we are breathing in Holy Spirit. Breathe as if you want to take in as much of his power, his love, his truth as you can. This convinces your body of what you believe. It's not a matter of fake it till you make it. It's projecting to your future you what you are doing. It is an act of true faith. With God's help, you are doing what he has called you to do. You are walking out this life in the physical as you breathe in the spiritual. So as you breathe, remember what you are doing. Remind your brain who you are, whose you are. He's got this. Then your brain can start functioning again the way it was designed to.
Faith, not fear. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on earth as it is in heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.